You're listening to The Sport Market, the stock market of sport. Here's your host, Tom Mayonecht. Quite the weekend to be a football fan. And if you're a Canadian hockey fan, it's not a bad weekend either. You've got the Winnipeg Jets, the Vancouver Canucks, the Edmonton Oilers on heaters. You've got the Toronto Maple Leafs joining them in a divisional playoff position, at least where we stand past the halfway mark of this 2023-2024 National Hockey League campaign. And then we've got... And it's going to be a weekend that bleeds heavily into Monday. There was already one game scheduled for Monday on Monday Night Football. Now there's going to be two because the Buffalo Bills-Pittsburgh Steelers clash at Highmark Stadium in Buffalo has been postponed due to the impending snowstorm and it will be played Monday prior to the originally scheduled wildcard matchup. This is just such an awesome weekend for NFL uh, aficionados, for NFL fans, for NFL broadcast programmers, for any kind of NFL storyteller. I mean, the script writers have got it right. Almost every one of these six wildcard matchups has a compelling backstory. I mean, you look at Matthew Stafford, and the Los Angeles Rams traveling to Ford Field, the Dome in Detroit, to play the Lions after he played all those years as number nine for the Detroit Lions. And then you've got Jared Goff, drafted by the Los Angeles Rams, now having the home field advantage at Ford Field against Sean McVay and the LA Rams. I mean, that is gold. Jerry, it's gold. It really is gold. And the rights holders are going to benefit from it. There's going to be some very strong television numbers. Of course, you know, assuming competitive games, uh, you can have something that you think is really going to do well. But if a certain dream matchup winds up being 52 to 3, you're going to have a lot of listeners and a lot of viewers saying sayonara before the end of the game. And of course, that chips away at the average broadcast numbers. But it's a super duper NFL wildcard weekend. There's a lot of sport business storylines that we've been talking about behind that wildcard weekend, including the uh, NFL, NBC, and Peacock decision to go exclusive with Peacock for Miami Dolphins against the Kansas City uh, Chiefs. We've got breaking news, developing news anyway, according to the New York Post, that the NFL is poised to strike a deal with ESPN to take an equity position in the broadcast giant And see ESPN take over NFL Network, NFL Red Zone, and be basically less than an arm's length away from one of the hottest new sport betting platforms, ESPN Bet. So a lot of stuff going on on the business side of things, Uh, certainly... On the hockey side of things, it's all about fan engagement. When you've got Canadian teams doing as well as Canadian teams did this past week, and you can check out my Bulls and Bears, the full meal deal Bulls and Bears 
at the sport market on X, of of course, uh, formerly known as Twitter. That's at T-H-E sport market. You can see that I'm very bullish on the impact these winning streaks in terms of scoreboard watching, water cooler engagement, uh, people, you know, maybe on the fence in terms of getting a, a Canucks, Jets, or Oilers jersey, now feeling that they're, they're left out with their teams winning four straight on the road, uh, winners of eight straight, winners of nine straight. That applies to the Canucks, the uh, Jets, and the Oilers it's a good team to, a good time to be a hockey fan. It's also a good time to reflect on the podium of our top sport business stories that we've been kicking around uh, uh, this weekend on the sport market, including the gold medal story on the podium funded by Alpine Credits, and that is the end of a 27-year relationship between Tiger Woods and Nike. In the bronze medal position, just jumping over the silver for a moment, the Professional Women's Hockey League sets another record. This is all good hockey business news for the PWHL. A crowd of more than 13,000 at the XL Energy Center in Minnesota, home of the Minnesota Wild, sets a new record for women's hockey attendance, professional women's hockey attendance, and pretty cool stuff indeed. Uh, I'm very impressed with what has come out of the gates here, uh, you know, from a group led by Mark Walter, the leader, managing partner of Guggenheim Baseball Management, owners of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, they have the Shohei Otani uh, transaction earlier this year. Stan Kasten, the longtime Dodgers executive, also involved with the PWHL. There's some really good stuff happening. But I wanted to park for a moment on some of the inspiration that we got from NFL and college football coaches basically announcing the, in, in a high road fashion, the end of long-term relationships. Bill Belichick leaving the New England Patriots after six, count them, six Super Bowl championships. Pete Carroll mutually agreeing to leave the Seattle Seahawks as head coach after 14 years and one Super Bowl ring, which should have been two, should have been Marshawn Lynch from the one and a second consecutive Super Bowl. And then Nick Saban retiring from Alabama Crimson Tide as arguably the most successful college coach of all time. Certainly the most successful recruiter uh, pre-NIL. But it allowed these coaches, and normally we're inspired by the athletes, and I think that's generally true of most of us anyway, but we can be inspired by head coaches as well. At least I was in terms of some of the philosophical bent that Pete Carroll brought to his farewell address as the outgoing head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. To me, the, the, the essence of being as good as you can be is you got to figure out who you are. And you got to figure out that in, in a um, relentless effort to try and get clear about what, what's important to you, what uncompromising principles do you stand by? What makes you who you are? So that if you don't go through that process, you don't do the self-discovery, then you don't have an opportunity 
to be your best because you don't know who you are yet. And so it's really hard for our young guys because they're just figuring it out. And, but as they come through our time there, the time they get 25, 26, we, we see the, the development. But for anybody, uh, you, have, you have to understand what kind of player you are. You understand what kind of coach you are. You understand what kind of person you are, what kind of dad you are, and all the way down the line to maximize your authenticity and be connected to that true essence of who you are. That's, that's what's crucial. Without that, you're going to be sometimes and you're going to be sometimes. That's why, you know, people don't, it's hard to be consistently successful. That's Pete Carroll as part of his farewell media conference. And it's not farewell, I'll never see you again, but he is no longer the head coach and dominant front office personality behind the Seattle Seahawks. The change was made at the uh, Jody Allen level. Uh, the executive suite, the ownership suite of the Seahawks. And it'll be interesting to see how substantive his role is. They're suggesting he will be a senior advisor within the organization. Some have suggested he'll carry the executive vice president uh, uh, title, but on a part-time basis, there is one move that has to be filled. But I found both his media conference and Nick Saban's media conference very inspiring in terms of the, the 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 philosophy that they brought to the table. John Festinger is in studio from Chandler Fogden Lyman and from the UBC Law School and Thompson Rivers University in Kamloops, BC. Uh, John, typically we get our inspiration from these extraordinary athletes doing extraordinary things in an extraordinary way. But we can be inspired by the right kind of head coach as well. And you you can see the kind of communications force that for the most part, some exceptions, some glitches along the way, that Pete Carroll was such a solid communicator with his Seahawks and arguably with his University of Southern California Trojans before that. You know, a, a life philosophy in a nutshell done well you know it, it it wasn't kitschy it was it was really good it was accurate um is pete carroll one of a kind he may be at the he may be the high water mark um but think about what coaches do their their job is developing players um it's certainly one of their big jobs um and you see that to a t in pete carroll but I think most coaches um, can tell you a lot about life because they've, they've seen a lot about life. And those who can't probably shouldn't be coaching because they won't know how to develop players properly. I would love to know the energy drink that Pete Carroll consumes. I would love to know his diet specifics. I would love to know what medicinal mushrooms he is on because I got to tell you, he is the most dynamic, vibrant 72-year-old that I think you can find. I mean, he looks great. He doesn't look his age. But more importantly, as per the uh, locker room rant a couple of weeks ago, he has that youthful love the game and and that's the thing that's going to be hard for him is to you know potentially never coach again in the NFL. I, I can't imagine him never coaching again and I can't imagine the teams aren't going to break down the door to get him. I can't imagine him taking a year off because he clearly puts health 
and and mental health above all else. And he probably senses that it would be good for him just to take a little time, get a little perspective. That that just seems to be consistent with his philosophy. Um, but I am a hundred percent sure that. Uh, he'll be back, and not as a broadcaster, though that would be amazing. We're going to keep John Festinger with you over the course of this hour. We'll also be joined by Aziz Rajwani of the UBC Sauter School of Business, Langara College School of Management, for our buy and sell panel. We're going to uh, buy, sell, hold on some of the open quote stocks, close quotes uh, in the business of sport this week, including from a Vancouver and a British Columbia perspective. And we're also, uh, and that's presented by Pastime Sports and Games. They have added Dakota Joshua to the list of um, high-impact Vancouver Canucks that are doing autograph signing sessions at the new Langley store. All you need to do is go to pastimesports.ca for more information there. And then we'll throw you the Sport Market Pitch, our Sport Business Proposal of the Week, presented by Chambers Plan Employee Benefits. That and a lot more to come here this hour of the Sport Market on Sportsnet 660 Vancouver, the Sport Market Radio Network. You're listening to the Sport Market. Once again, here's your host, Tom Mayonet. Left wing, Elias Patterson into the Penguins zone, top of the circle, through to the back door, they score! Besser driving to the net, deflects it in, off the right wing, and the Canucks go up 1-0 in the first six minutes of the first period. The dulcet tones of Brendan Batchelor calling play-by-play on the Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey Network. A big win against the Pittsburgh Penguins on Thursday night. Takes the winning streak on the road to four straight games. And when you look at this this road trip, no matter how you cut it, it's one of the more impressive, not just of the season, of the decade, but of Canucks franchise history. For the first time ever, they sweep the Big Apple, New Jersey Devils, New York Rangers, New York Islanders. They take out Sidney Crosby and the Pittsburgh Penguins. A bit of a reunion night for a lot of the former Penguins who are now with the Canucks, both in the front office, the coaching staff, and uh, on the ice as players. But when you consider their one loss so far, a 2-1 to one loss against the uh, St. Louis Blues, that's not being blown out. That's not a you know, a, 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 um, a wretched performance. Probably poor by Canucks standards the way they've been playing this year. But that's an impressive road trip. Impressive indeed. Of course, uh, you can listen to uh, uh, Brendan Batchelor calling all of the action on Saturday. It's an afternoon game from Buffalo. Very interesting to see some of the angst around the weather there because the Buffalo Bills game has been canceled for Sunday because of that impending snowstorm. It looks like the Canucks will be able to get their game in, uh, but just ahead of a lot of snow that's going to hit Buffalo. That wild card game against the Pittsburgh Steelers is actually going to happen on Monday late afternoon, uh, 4.30 p.m. is the scheduled start there. So certainly Bills Mafia will have to wait until Monday to know if their team is winning their sixth straight and then moving on uh, to where the stuff really gets interesting in these NFL playoffs. It is a big week 
for hockey as well. The Canucks are winning. The Edmonton Oilers have won nine straight. The Winnipeg Jets have won eight straight, and they're 9-0-1 in their last uh, 10. Uh, It's really a great time to be a Canadian hockey fan. Uh, You can check out our Bulls and Bears, our full meal deal Bulls and Bears, in the pages of the Vancouver Sun this morning, on Saturday morning, and online at VancouverSun.com. And keep your eyes and ears on Hockey Day in Canada, which is next weekend on Sportsnet, on Hockey Night in Canada throughout the day. Uh, For those of you listening on CFAX 1070 in Victoria, it's certainly a big weekend, a big week for hockey fans in Greater Victoria. Keith Wells and the Greater Victoria Sports a bang-up job making the thing happen in the first place. Uh, there'll be a lot of great special events and, and behind-the-scenes stuff if you're in Victoria this week. And, of course, uh, from a national perspective, uh, the games from morning to night will be pretty good stuff indeed. It's time for us to welcome in our panel. It's time to buy sell or hold on the sport market the stock market of sport presented by pastime sports and games andre kuzmenko january 21st at the new langley location of pastime sports and games for an exclusive autograph signing opportunity trevor linden the day after valentine's on february 15th And then last week of February, Dakota Joshua and his number 81. And that says a lot that Dakota Joshua is generating the kind of fan interest that he is headlining his own autograph signing. You might not have predicted that at the beginning of the year, but Dakota Joshua, one of the reasons why the Canucks have had such a terrific season. Our panel is comprised of John Festinger of Chandler Fogden Lyman, UBC Law School and Thompson Rivers University in Kamloops, BC. Aziz Rajwani from the UBC Sauter School of Business, Langara College School of Management. Guys, first round, who is the biggest, who are you buying winds up being the biggest upset victim this super wildcard weekend in the NFL. Uh, Aziz Rajwani will put the pressure on you coming out of the gates. Well, it, looking at it from a big upset perspective, I think if Green Bay beats Dallas Cowboys, that would be a huge upset. That would be the upset of the week of the super wildcard weekend for me is if the Green Bay Packers can go into Dallas and beat the Dallas Cowboys. That would be like, I mean, you know, it's been done before, and with Aaron Rodgers at the helm, but with Jordan Love now, the new, new Aaron Rodgers, quote-unquote, and maybe even better over the long term, who knows. But this is an opportunity for Green Bay to really make a mark by going into Dallas and thumping them. John Festinger, what are you buying as the upset to watch for this Super Wild Card weekend in the NFL? <clears throat> I'm going to say that I completely agree with disease, which doesn't usually happen, but I will, I will throw in, um, I don't know if it's an upset because I actually think it's going to happen. Uh, but I want to throw in Rams beating the lions. I'll tell you, that's one of the big storylines this weekend is Matthew Stafford going back to Detroit, Jared Goff facing Sean McVay and the uh, Los Angeles Rams who drafted him uh, back in the day. It's just such a great story from that uh, perspective. Uh, I actually think that will happen. 
I think Sean McVay uh, is got has got his team firing on all cylinders. They've won four straight going into it. They've got experience as Super Bowl champions just a couple of years ago. But I also the fact that it'll be an upset if the Miami Dolphins defeat the Kansas City Chiefs simply because of how terrible the conditions are going to be. The Dolphins are ruining the fact that they're not in Hard Rock Stadium in South Florida as the number two seed. Instead, they're the number six seed, and it will be a tough act. But I do believe that there's an opportunity for them to pull out the win. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense hasn't been Super Bowl worthy the way they were as recently as a year ago. And look, another upset would be the Buccaneers over the Eagles, but really who cares other than in Philadelphia and Tampa? Well, I'll tell you, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. That's what makes this wild card weekend so good from a fan point of view and a television audience point of view. There's very few games that are sort of like a foregone conclusion. Uh, Aziz, you wanted to weigh in quick. Yes, John, uh, uh, you know, you're a lover of coffee, uh, and so am I. So we got to make a wager. I'm going with uh, Jared Goff as a chip on his shoulder, bigger, not just a Miss Vicky's potato chip, but a big Dorito chip on his shoulder, and he's going to outplay Stafford. And you obviously are going the other way. So next time we're in studio, whoever wins is buying coffee from that great coffee place that you mentioned you found a couple of weeks ago. You got it. We'll bring uh, Chad Day from the sales team here at uh, Rogers uh, uh, Media in to make sure the endorsements are completely kosher. Uh, so uh, round two, guys, buy and sell. Winnipeg Jets, Vancouver Canucks, Edmonton Oilers, they're all on heaters. Nine straight for the oil, eight straight for the Jets, four straight but on the road for the Vancouver Canucks. John, who are you buying of those three Canadian-based teams winds up having the best record overall at the end of this regular season? The Vancouver Canucks. And I'm going to tell you why. It's because every time we underestimate this team this year, we're wrong. And I've done it. I think almost all fans in Vancouver have done it. I'm still pinching myself. And I think they will keep uh, defying their the odds. They've got something going on in that locker room that is about them and not about us and not about the media and not about anything else that's going on in the world. And I fully expect them to keep it up at this point. Uh, do you expect the Edmonton Oilers to keep up the remarkable pace that they have now under a Knobloch? Well, they're they're not going to win every game, um, and they, you know, they still have a ways to go to be at the top of the league. So I don't I don't think they'll quite reach the Canucks. Yeah, they're I, in the first wild card right now in the yeah, Western Conference. I think yeah. they'll be very very hot. I think they'll cool off once they're in a, a comfortable playoff position. I think. Uh, you start conserving players. You start playing a little bit differently. Um, you know they're 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 safe. Once they get fully safe, um, I, I, you know I think they'll become like every other team until the playoffs. They are 
team that worries me the most in the playoffs, more than Winnipeg. Um, I'm worried about the Oilers. And if the Canucks have to play the Oilers in the first round, anybody who has to play the Oilers in the first round is going to have trouble. Aziz Rajwani, who are you buying from that trio of Western Canadian teams, Canucks, Jets, and Oilers, uh, to have the best regular season record when all things are said and done? Well, Oilers are 15 points behind the Jets and 14 points behind the Canucks. So I'm not going to, mind you, they do have three or four games in hand. They have four games in hand over the Canucks, but still that's a little too much for me. I think the team that wins it, is a team that gets the better goaltending. So it's kind of, it's Connor, and I'm not talking about McDavid here, Connor Hellebuck, or is it going to be Thatcher Demko? And um, although Thatcher Demko for the last, uh, you know, four to six weeks hasn't been as stellar as the first six weeks, et cetera, um, I think he's still got it in him uh, to get his game together and, and to really shine towards the end, and he can carry them to a, to a better finish than the Jets, in my opinion. More of our buy and sell panel here on the Sport Market on the Sportsnet Radio Network and the Sport Market Radio Network next. You're listening to the Sport Market on Sportsnet 650. Back to Patterson, high slot for Miller, left circle, he scores! JT Miller strikes on the power play with a shot along the ice that beats Alex Nedeljkovic, and the Canucks lead 2 to nothing. Brendan Batchelor from the Alpine Credits Canucks Radio Network. Big win. They prevailed in overtime against the Pittsburgh Penguins in what had to be an especially meaningful regular season meeting for many of the Canucks, including Jim Rutherford, President Hockey Operations, Patrick Alvin, General Manager, of course, both with the Penguins in cup-winning years. Rick Tockett, the former Penguin, on the ice and behind the bench. And, of course, the former Canucks who played, including on Stanley Cup winners, for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Pretty special stuff indeed. Of course, it's an unusual weekend for the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, The afternoon, early afternoon matinee on Saturday. And then on Monday, Martin Luther King Day. It is a early start Pacific time. Round three of Buy and Sell presented by Pastime Sports and Games. You can check out pastimesports.ca for a listing of the upcoming autograph signing sessions with Andre Kuzmenko, uh, Dakota Joshua, and, of course, number 16, Trevor Linden. Again, visit pastimesports.ca. Who are you buying John Festinger as your Canucks MVP? Is it one of the young core up front, the top six? Is it one of the defensemen? Is it Thatcher Demko and DeSmith between the pipes? Or is it Rick Tockett, head coach? Who is your Canucks MVP just past the halfway mark? For me, it's between Quinn Hughes and Elias Pettersson. And, uh, you know, you, you go, you ask yourself, what is an MVP? It's the player that if you subtract would be irreplaceable. And and they're both great candidates. And I'm going to go with Elias Pettersson. Because I think if Pettersson's not there, 
uh, the Canucks season. I think you'd be, they'd still they'd be in they'd be in the playoff hunt. They'd be above the playoff line, um, but I don't think they'd be much higher than that. I mean, this road trip would be completely different without the contributions of Elias Pettersson. He has been absolutely on fire. Aziz Rajwani, who are you buying as the Canucks MVP? Well, even though he's not a player, you did, when you asked the question, put in Rick, Talk- Rick Tockett's name there. And um, I know he doesn't put the skates on except at practice, but I'm going to go with Rick Tockett. And the reason is, EP was there last year. Ben Hughes was there last year and the year before, et cetera. Thatcher Demko as well. And I think Miller is excellent. I don't think he gets enough credit. But regardless, to me, the real difference this year has to therefore be Tockett because Quinn Hughes was there last year playing at his best. He wasn't as good as he is this year, but he's improved. He's done something over the summer, physically, mentally, or a combination of the two. EP's playing, played excellent last year, playing just as well this year. The reason for their change, therefore, has to be Rick Tockett, in my opinion. And he's the MVP. Tino Farah in the producer's chair. Who's your Canucks MVP? Is it one of the players, or is it the uh, suggestion that Rick Tockett, even though he's ineligible, merits consideration? I would still lean heavier towards Quinn Hughes. Just in the small handful of games where the Canucks have been kind of off, where it's been kind of a down night, the one constant for the most part has been Quinn Hughes. And that's nothing to discredit the the other candidates that we've talked about. And I think Rick Tockett is an incredible candidate with how... I can't remember, I can't remember who it was. I heard somebody say in the last couple of days... We're seeing how good Rick Tockett is with his line matchups when when we're on the road right now. Imagine what that's going to be like once we're back home and he's able to control the matchups a little bit uh, more uh, in his favor. But I just think, like I said, in in the games that the Canucks have been a little bit off, Quinn Hughes has really been a constant, and what he's doing this season has been remarkable. I know that Rick Tockett is not eligible, obviously. Having said that, I really believe the impact he's had on all of the others, especially the forwards, especially the Brock Bessers, the Elias Pettersons, the JT Millers, has been Rick Tockett. And the structure that he's brought has been impeccable. And a coach's job is to get the most out of his or her players. And in this particular case, how can you not say that there's not much more that Rick Tockett could have gotten out of his best players because they're having such remarkable seasons. And, and, and the beauty, guys, the number of highlight real goals that the Canucks are playing obviously speaks to the talent of an Elias Pettersson, of a Quinn Hughes, of, of, of some of the other core members of the team. That little tick, tic-tac-toe passing play between JT Miller and Elias Pettersson, that's just inspirational stuff. Even... The Ronick pass to Elias Pettersson in overtime, setting him up on the uh, on the breakaway. It, it's there's no question. These are unbelievably talented, beautiful, fun hockey players to watch. But Rick Tockett deserves so much credit for bringing the best out of them. And this is a team game. He is obviously doing what he needs to do to synergize his lines. And if he doesn't get you know, as much credit for the star players in the top six, 
He deserves a heck of a lot of credit for the uh, utility, the hardworking workhorses in the bottom six. Uh, I think so much of that is on Rick Tockett. But I'll also say this is a terrific coaching staff that seems to be very player-friendly because so many of these uh, coaches have been there, done that as players. I think there's a really strong respect connection between not only Rick Tockett and the players, but his assistants and the players. And Tom, I'm really glad you say that because I was literally going to say that, that although Rick Tockett's head coach, we always say Tockett, Tockett, Tockett. It's the coaching staff. You know, you look at Adam Foote, Sergey Gonchar, you know, the newbies, et cetera. And I, and I think you, you, hit it, you hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, yo as well. I mean, it, it, it really is a solid, solid proposition. Uh, I'm really glad that you didn't sing that, Aziz. That's the thing that we're all, we're all uh, relieved that we're all relieved about. We don't want our CRTC license up for grabs because it'd be too much music in a, a sports talk Canadian uh, content. radio Canadian show. Content. It's absolutely Canadian content, but the wrong kind of Canadian content. <laughs> Guys, uh, uh, last and final round of Buy and Sell presented by Pastime Sports and Games. Uh, check out Goodwin Champions, Upper Deck Release of the Week. You can check it out at pastimesports.ca or you can visit any of the four retail locations in the lower mainland of British Columbia. Uh, Guildford Town Centre in Surrey, Burnaby Metro Town, uh, Tawasson Mills in Delta, and the new Langley location that replaces the old Langley location in Langley Township. You can get more information at pastimesports.ca. And our final... John Festinger... Are you buying that Nathan Rourke gets a chance in the National Football League? He didn't get a chance to take a snap with the New England Patriots. He didn't get into any action with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Does he get an opportunity that's a meaningful one? Or are you buying that he winds up coming back to the Canadian Football League? At this point, I'm betting he's going to come back to the Canadian Football League because uh, time has passed, uh, qualified people have been looking at him, and he hasn't gotten the chance. So I'm not sure what changes now. Aziz Rajwani, Three Down Nation Chair. Well, as long as the Lions have the rights to re-sign him, I really hope he does come back. And yeah, it looks like he, he really didn't get a chance at all to, to, to be on the field. And I think... Uh, this time has passed, and it's time to come home to come home to three down nation. Tino Farah, Nathan Rourke, such a brilliant CFL campaign uh, uh, two years ago with the Jaguars, rarely moved off the practice roster with the New England Patriots, activated for the fifty-three man roster, but he didn't see any action. I didn't feel that Bill Belichick was invested in Nathan Rourke. He needs to have a coach that is willing to go beyond the conventional NFL check marks and say, you know what, I believe in this guy and I'm just going to give him an opportunity. If that doesn't happen, the only road back is for him in the Canadian Football League. I don't see him being a UFL kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, and maybe a clean slate is could be the most beneficial thing for him. He was just recently on uh, on Donnie and Dolly, and he was talking about while well, they were discussing with him like your future coming back to the CFL and stuff like that. And he sounds pretty motivated and and pretty invested in trying to fulfill his dream of of being a, a starting quarterback in the NFL. So, I'm I mean, like it's it's hard to not trust his own word. I, I believe in his confidence, so I think he gets another shot. 
and, and that's what I'm buying. I'm buying yeah. that he does get a shot, uh, that he at least gives himself another season kick at the can before assessing his options. That is Buy and Sell, presented by Pastime Sports and Games. Big, big shout out and thank you to John Festinger, Aziz Rajwani, Tino Farah in the producer's chair. We'll finish the hour strong with the sport market pitch presented by Chambers Plan Employee Benefits. That's next, right here on the sport market. Now more of the sport market, rating and debating the bulls and bears of sports business. Yeah, good. It was a good effort, you know. A couple of times, uh, composure, we got to, you know, clean up a couple of things when the, when the heat's on, but I thought for the most part, it was a good game for us. Rick Tockett, my MVP for the first half of this Canucks regular season. Obviously, he's not eligible for that award, but he has done, pressed all the right buttons, and the way he's done business from the media relations, obviously player communications, fan relations, being at the alumni uh, a Canucks alumni event and just being so open to engaging with fans. Uh, that's everything you could ask for in a head coach. It's time to throw you this pitch. Here's the sport market pitch. You're up. Tom Mayonex Sports Business Proposals of the Week. It is a memo to Commissioner Roger Goodell and the Commercial Department of the National Football League. It's also a message to NBC Universal and Peacock. Listen, everyone in the business has a right to structure the business to try to make money. That's what it's all about. But if you can make money in win-win fashion with your clients, with your customers, making them feel important and valued, it's always going to be better. And that's the true with season ticket marketing and sales as it is with broadcast engagement and paywalls when it comes to digital streaming and more. And that's why my pitch is you could have taken a little bit more time properly communicating where the NFL was going with NBC. This is a deal that reportedly makes you more than an additional million dollars for the one wildcard game. But I think that you could have transitioned. And I think the league could have transitioned the way it did with Amazon. Amazon shared Thursday night football rights for two or three seasons before becoming the exclusive provider on a streaming basis. You had to subscribe to Amazon Prime Video to watch Thursday Night Football, but the first couple of years, you could watch it on Fox, and it was heavily cross-promoted on Amazon. I think the same thing here. I think a lot of fans were caught off guard with this being a wildcard game, a playoff game that was subject to the paywall of subscription. Now, as I mentioned earlier this weekend, this is not a massive gouging job. This is $30 a year if you take the annual package special that's on right now. And, and you know, I'm talking about the American packaging right now. I think that even one more year of transition, one more year of cross-promoting would have set the stage and prepared the fans for a playoff game that would be treated this way. Having said that, help your fans get used to the notion because a lot of other streaming options and special options going forward as the NFL expands its broadcast footprint. 
That is the pitch presented by Chambers Plan Employee Benefits. It's more than medical and dental. It's an entire toolkit, not only for your company, but to protect your employees in the best possible way. Get started today at chamberplan.ca. John Festinger, Aziz Rajwani, just want to get your quick thoughts on my pitch. Well, I agree with that. I would go further. I think the NFL really uh, blew this rather badly, and they and they usually don't. Uh, they they did a good job of of promoting and sticking with the Amazon deal. Uh, I think they're going to get disappointing performance in terms of streaming uh, for the Kansas City game. Um, but I really, I think they blew the communication and they should really look at this uh, idea of uh, of having paywalls for playoff games, um, take it very seriously um, because uh, it's not a good thing for the fans. So they need to do a much better job. Uh, the other games are likely going to be averaging 25 million to 30 million um that green bay dallas wildcard game is going to be an absolute gong show in terms of tv numbers but some american television analysts are suggesting that the peacock game between the dolphins and the chiefs uh, could be 22 million even some are pessimistically projecting less than 20 million I don't think it'll be Black Friday bad the way it was on Amazon when the Dolphins played on that Friday, and that was basically $15 million. But I do think it'll be a lot less. And so everybody needs to transition together. Aziz Rajwani, I'm saying the NFL and NBC and Peacock could have communicated better here, could have transitioned. Your thoughts? I agree with you that they should have communicated better, given a greater lead time, and keep mentioning it week by week that this is going to be happening. But this is the future, Tom. I mean, even, you know, Bob Iger, the, the, the CEO of Disney, earlier in 23, he said that TV networks may not be the core. He was actually looking to sell. And in fact, he didn't even get an offer for $10 billion to buy ABC, the linear TV. But towards the end of the year, he said, oh, it's not for sale. But it was for sale at one point in time, so much so that someone made a $10 billion offer for it. It would appear that that's not the future that Disney sees. And they, they see the future is in streaming. They, they absolutely do. And and in my Bulls and Bears column in the Vancouver Sun today and online at VancouverSun.com, I, I, I make a, a, exactly that case. you got to get used to it. This is the future. This, streaming is in a pivoting, a pivot moment year. Uh, it will be a big, big factor, an increasingly big factor going forward, starting with the youngest fans of all, the millennials and the teens that are right now sort of sampling the NFL and will have no problem as long as they're getting a good deal. Big shout out and thank you to Aziz Rajwani, John Festinger here, along with Tino Farah in the producer's chair. If you enjoy rating and debating the Bulls and Bears of Sport Business as much as we do, you can follow us on X, formerly known as Twitter, at the Sport Market, T-H-E Sport Market. And you can download our podcast at sportsnet.ca slash 650. Just search out the Sport Market. You can also find there Pastime Radio, The Collectibles Show. On behalf of all of us associated with the sport market, enjoy this Canucks game day and enjoy this lighter side take on the business of sport. The Sport Market on Sportsnet 650 presents the Rolfson Report, the comedy of sport with Torben Rolfson. With Trevor Zegras and Connor Bedard both out for six to eight weeks, people who like seeing lacrosse goals are going to have to watch 
lacrosse. And hey, the Ducks and Hawks, you know, joining San Jose in the basement. Some bad teams out there this season. The Arizona Coyotes are an original six team in the American Southwest region. Twice on the Vancouver Canucks current road trip, Philip Ronick shot has sent an opponent to the dressing room. I think he may have been behind the grassy knoll in Dallas. Fourth quarter free throws at Crypto.com Arena. Raptors 2, Lakers 23. No one in L.A. has been given that many second chances since Robert Downey Jr., and Tiger Woods ended his partnership with Nike after 27 years. He will now be exclusively with Perkins. Exclusively, in quotation marks. You've been listening to The Rolfson Report. The comedy of sport with Torben Rolfson. A special feature of the sport market. Listen again on the podcast and stay tuned Tuesdays at noon at facebook.com slash the sport market.